Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. The Big Party Morning Show. Channel 94.1. So WalletHub is out with its ratings of the 62 largest American cities. And uh, Omaha is coming in at 19. For, for what? Just the best cities to live in. So based on factors like quality of the public schools, job opportunities, life expectancy, I guess the best city is Virginia Beach, Virginia. Virginia Beach is by- a pretty great town. Yes. Maybe their traffic oh. is better than our traffic. Oh, jeez. Amen. <laughs> and the people don't panic when it rains. Oh. <laughs> Austin, Texas is two. <laughs> Seattle, San Diego, Vegas. Those are the top five. All but one, Vegas is in the desert, but the rest are, uh, you know, pretty, I mean, well, in Austin's landlocked, but the rest of them, it's like water, what I would think would be the big draw. But I think it's interesting. Omaha broke in at number 19. They say that uh, Americans prefer to live in rural areas, but far more live in cities. Um, about 80% of the U.S. population lives in cities and about 3% of the landmass. That's like interesting that 80% of the population lives in 3% of the area. So big city life requires trade-offs, higher cost of living. But if you wanted to find the best big cities to call home, apparently Wallet Hub said that these were, these were the ones. President Trump says his administration is going to look into possible dealings between Google and the Chinese government. Trump tweeted this morning about a tech investor and PayPal co-founder, Peter Thiel, who has accused Google of possible treason by working with Beijing to get its search engine into China. Trump said that Thiel knows the subject better than anyone and that the White House is going to be taking a look. Uh, And most of uh, eastern Nebraska is going to be under excessive heat watch by the National Weather Service from tomorrow through Friday. So prepare yourselves. Forecasters say temperatures are going to climb to around 100 degrees, but with the heat index, it could be like up to 110. But that's going to be a lot of heat coming in just as we're getting ready for the Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, so Pinnacle Bank Pinnacle Championship. Bank yeah. Championship, thank you. And today is, uh, is the family day, so go hit yeah. that. Free, get some autographs, learn how to golf. I wish I was a kid again <laughs> and I could go back in time and God, I wish too, get man. drug up there today with your parents because it's free. And learn it at a young age, you know, just learn it at a young age. I gave Oliver, who's 15, a, uh, uh, a few balls and a putter, and he sat there for got an hour, hour and a half, just putting away, having fun. I'm like, jeez. You can play it for the rest of your life, and it's something you can oh. play with, like, your grandpa. Like, how many sports can you play with your grandpa? Right. Like football's dangerous. <laughs> yes. Basketball is hard. Full contact uh, football with grandpa. We used to do it, and then he didn't make it anymore. <laughs> Who tackled grandpa? <laughs> we all did. He had the ball. God. Um, I guess you could play a, a good game of horse out not, in the back. But for, Before tennis, Mark, we're going to give you guys a, a chance to pick up a four-pack of tickets to the uh, Pinnacle Bank Championship. All right? 
All right. And、uh, 50 years ago today、uh, was when the humans blasted off for the moon.、Mm-hmm. Saturn V rocket carrying three American astronauts headed to,、uh, to, to be the first men on the moon. It's four days from after they took off. So this Saturday will be the 50th anniversary of when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed. On the moon. In about、um, 15 minutes, we're going to have Clayton Anderson on the phone, the Nebraska astronaut. So,、um, right on. We'll chat about it with Clay, but how cool. 50 years ago. Yeah. yeah What a、perfect. moment. The whole world was watching. I mean, I always thought it was neat when、uh, Bono used to say that on stage. You know,、yeah. when I was a boy growing up, I mean, anywhere you were in the world, you looked at, at those, those crazy Americans like, man, they said they were going to go to the moon and they did it. Yeah. They landed right, on the just, moon. Just all the work that it took to make this happen that they're showing on television and everywhere else, you know, celebrating this. Just fantastic.、Um, and even all the way down to, they asked him, what, what, what's the first thing that's going to come out of your mouth when you make that step onto the moon? And the fact that it's not made of cheese.、Uh, that was the big thing, finding out that it wasn't made of cheese. Keep in mind that there are only、um, four countries、mm-hmm. that have, have done that. So, and, and was it India is like, was the most recent one, and they had to scrub. They were going to take off yesterday and had、But、to scrub by, it because of technical difficulties. By the end of the week, they're going to put one up there, an unmanned. You know, landing、mm-hmm. on the moon.、Yeah. But, like this morning, we saw in one of these interviews, they interviewed Gene Krantz, who was the、um, flight director. So he was the guy on the ground in mission control, kind of running things. Yeah. And he says that he still looks up at the moon sometimes and it's like, I can't believe we went there. I bet. I mean, that's got to be neat for an astronaut when you've been there to look up at night and, and know that you stood on it. Yeah. I bet a tear would roll down my cheek. You、I、know,、mean. like we could, we could. Summit Everest, but we don't live at the foot of it. You know what I mean? To be able to see it every night from anywhere in the, everywhere、mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. And you stood on that thing. It's another planet. It's completely another world.、Um, all right. So Clayton's going to jump on with us. Yeah.、Sweet. Well, Americans are the only people to send a manned mission to the、yeah. moon. And we did quite a few of them. I love it. So Japan, the United States, China, India, they've all had like crash landings, like unmanned moon missions. But yeah, it's a pretty the, rare club. But then I think people don't realize 50 years ago, as we were landing, which would have been on this coming Saturday, the Russians were trying to land in unmanned at the same time.、Yeah. That's how tight the race was. Because if the Russians would have got there first, we lost. Oh, man. There's so many bad things. I mean, America was like,、happened. we got to go first. Yeah. So many terrible things could have happened. Uh, but none of it did. So, all right. How different would it be today if they had been, like, how different would world history be if the Russians had done it first? I don't、And、know. We, you know, I mean, because America, that really staked us as, like, the supreme superpower. Like, don't mess with us. Not only do we have. I just don't think it's the same and, thing when you don't have a man walking on it.、Um, I wish we、know. were still doing that, though. I, w- I mean,、so、I guess I. we do, we'd still, still have a chummy relationship with the Russians in terms of our space programs. I mean, we still get a ride up there with them. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Astronauts have to get along, regardless of the geopolitical. So we'll talk to Clay. I mean, Clay was, lived up in the International Space Station with fellow Russians. They have one of the longest spacewalks, doesn't he? And I, I think、or? he remember talk, he talked about how the fact, and we'll ask him about how the, the Russian cosmonauts, they, I think they were aware of Nebraska. Yeah. They were aware of our football team. Oh, that's awesome. Go Skirs! Huggies is featuring dads on diaper boxes for the first time. Uh, the new special delivery diapers are going to come with seven different box designs, and three of them will be dads with babies, and four of them will be moms with babies. 
But I didn't realize that this is the first time that a, a guy has been on a diaper box. Well, so they were talking about that changing the, the, the world of advertising, you know, because there's so many single dads and, you know, same sex and single mamas and all that stuff going on. Yeah, a lot more hands on dads. I mean, our dads, I don't know how many diapers our dads were, were changing. Yeah. I, I would see say diapers, put it in about zero. I only really <laughs> see diapers for three days a year during the diaper drive. And then how many? I hear you. So we're going to get to know this package. We're going to see a million yes. of them this December. Yes. The diaper drive. The damn I mean, I can package. see the, 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 the most recent box in my sleep. Yeah, yellow. I People, see yellow we raise right a now. million diapers, over a million diapers physically. Yeah, Some of it's cash, but for the most part, Mm-hmm. I would say at least 900,000, even though the solid million since we go over is probably physical diapers. Yeah. Yeah. People like to uh, have the, the, the experience of going, getting it and bringing it out. It's amazing. I mean, like Jeff, I, I don't handle the diapers, boxes or anything like that, but I know the weight of diapers and I also know the weight of baby wipes. I mean, it's just night and day on all of that stuff. You're like, geez. Um, and diapers then the smell. So and then the smell. Yeah. It's got a distinct. I mean, it's a good smell, yeah. but it's a weird smell. Powdery. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Baby powder, I guess. Baking, baking powder. So we talk about disposable diapers. Disposable contacts are getting some attention and not for good reasons. Approximately 14 billion cocktail, contact lenses get discarded every year in the U.S. And 3 billion of those are flushed down the toilet or the sink and they're saying you gotta stop doing that. Because where's that going in the in the ocean? They don't decompose. Oh, they don't. Okay. People think I think that because they're disposable that, they that like you flush them and they eventually just disintegrate or or but they don't. So that means nearly fifty tons of contact lenses could end up in American water supplies each year. Yeah, that's dumb. Just put it in the trash can. It dries out and breaks. I mean, if if, if you left it out. The thing would dis, dis it. I mean, it physically almost disintegrates once it dries out. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's. But it, it I think it can live forever in water. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It was hard to throw them away when because you'd hold on to them when right? we first right. had them. They weren't disposable, and they were mm-hmm. so expensive. I mean, back in the day, one lens they were like eighty bucks a piece. I think. Okay. Ooh. So when you lost one, it was the financial. Yeah, yeah. So then when they transitioned into the disposable, it was kind of hard to bring yourself to take it out of your eye and flick it. Yeah, I I can't do contacts. I can't touch my eye. Yeah, you can. Like that. Yeah, I, I'm assuming I would learn eventually. Some people were always like, I can't touch my eye. You'd be surprised for the ability are, to see. Yeah, yeah. Are I they only right. disposable now? I mean, I do they even have? Much, I think pretty much. I don't know who came up with the idea to make them cheap enough, but I mean, I would even recycle them. I would do. I would do the daily wear. Yeah, hold as long would, as you can, right? Yeah, I'd make them last like a week. I just figured if I could make a daily last a week or two. Yeah. God, is that clean well. to do that, or I guess you put it in solution? Well, I mean, when day. you're I mean, used to having the ones that stayed the same pair in your eye for six months, yeah, a week no doesn't deal. feel like much. No, I just wonder what the. I, I mean, there's a reason that it's daily. You know, like do they start decomposing or losing their? I I have never had to wear contact lenses. Either. Thank God. I just have an eye thing. Like I don't. I, I know you say you get used to it, but I just. I watched people do it, and you're like, oh, my God. It's like, makes like me want to pass thing. out. Just can't even imagine doing that. Um, what about the contact lenses you put on party when you go clubbing? That's different. Those Why- zombie eyes that you put in? Wileen does that for me. Um. <laughs> to look like he's got like just those weird <laughs> yeah, look like Marilyn electric Manson. 
Yeah. <laughs> like he's doing the purge. Uh huh. It's, it's,、oh. it's those kids that wear those weird club eyes.、You're、yeah. Like, I don't Wear out. That's so strange when you see people at Halloween wearing those. That's Halloween. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I just wonder what does it look like to look through those? Maybe it's just the same. I mean, maybe it, it doesn't weird out your vision. Like, when people started getting colored lenses, I was like, are you seeing everything blue tinged then? No, because、no, the part that you see through is just the center. Okay. I just, again, like, it <laughs> freaks me out. Freaks out. All these questions. I can't learn anything about it. A community pool in Michigan is closed because someone keeps using the pool as their private toilet. Well, it's a mad pooper. Yeah, it's a mad Those pooper. Those weirdos that do that, you know, that, that do it as a prank. It makes no They've sense. They've done it so many times that they're like, that's it. It's closed. So it's not a post a sign that says, can't we have cameras? I mean, in 2019, you can't put a ring doorbell, aim it at the pool, you know and what, say, listen. We're going to publicly shame you. I bet they didn't even ever think of that. Well, or maybe the guy、you、has、know. a gorilla mask on his head as he's <laughs> popping a squat. But gross. <laughs> That's so dirtbag. And、they、that happens. It's a video surveillance. weird thing. It used to happen in the military.、Yeah. You hear these stories. They call him the mad pooper of like, you know, guys do it. It's borderline a joke, I guess, but it's also really passive aggressively, I think, psychotic. Oh, absolutely.、Yes, absolutely. All the way. I- There was an officer in town. There was a, a law enforcement member years ago who got、um, let go because he was doing it in people's locker. Oh, you know,、no. as a joke, but he wasn't revealing who it was. It's, that, that, that I wouldn't find、issue. it very funny if I stepped into my boots. No. no. Surprise! <laughs> Squish! Ugh. Rose. Just the worst feeling. Sewer pickle.、Oh. They are going over video surveillance, though, and they're going over their sign in logs.、Right. So they must have something where it's the kind of pool where you would have to, oh, yeah, you know, it's Jeff. I don't and- know what it is. Signs in at a swimming pool. <laughs> well, at Field Club, you have to, but I mean, if it's, I don't know. You have to sign in to get in the pool? Yeah, no, for- you sign in to get into the pool area. I'm saying, like, you have to be a member, so you have to sign in to, to go the to the、okay. pool. Yeah, I've, no, I've been in that pool. Yeah, you check in, at the check, de- check in at the check desk. Who are you here with, Kavanaugh? Okay, all right. Well, do, 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 do. And you've got to put your name in, how many guests you have, and I've everything. I've never signed in. You just walked right straight there. Yeah. I just was there a week ago. They were like, sign in. They've got、They、a new thing. Sign in. Sign in. She looks like a Molly, pooper. Molly pooped in the pool a week ago, <laughs>、no. so everybody's got to sign in. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> I think if so, I had my choice to step in anything, I'd rather step in dog poop all day long versus human. Sorry. I'm afraid、oh, Clayton's、yeah. probably <laughs> changing his mind whether he wants to do this interview. Never mind. <laughs> he、that、knows is your... what he's getting into. Does he? Well, he's going to soon because we're going to talk to him next. All right. So stick around. All right. It's 8 16 938 9400. Clayton Anderson next. Yeah, if you've never,、uh, if you guys aren't aware, we have a Nebraska astronaut from Ashland. I mean, not everybody has an astronaut. No. He's a great guy. He lived up in the International Space Station, has incredible stories. I can't wait. We're going to talk to him next. This is the Big Party Show. Channel 941. All right, 938 9400. That's it. Today is a historic day. It's、yeah. 50 years to the day of the launch of the Apollo 11 mission to the moon. And so we're very honored to be joined on the phone by Nebraska's only Nebraska astronaut, Clayton Anderson, joins us on the phone. Clayton, good morning. Good morning, Clay. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? We're good. doing good.、Uh, just dealing with this weather, but you know, what do you got to do?、Um, do you have a book out, Clay? What's going on? Well, I had 
I have three books that have been okay. out for a while now. Um, so The Ordinary Spaceman is my first. Uh, a is for Astronaut is my first children's book. And then my third book, which is uh, Young Adults and Adults, is called uh, It's a Question of Space. So I have a new one coming out in 2020, but it's not ready yet. Okay. So, so right. Clay, cool. you had two space shuttle missions, and you lived on the International Space Station for 152 days. Wow. Um, Correct. Now, the further you get away from, you know, your missions to space, are, are you excited by by young people's interest in space? Are they paying enough interest to it, or do you think it's getting lost on some of the kids? Like, I'm excited today that people are celebrating the 50th anniversary because I think it's incredible science we need yeah. to not forget about. And plus, you learn more and more, uh, you know, about it, the things that you may have forgotten about do you, it. Do you know? still have people that are just completely freaked out every time they meet you, they meet an astronaut? Uh, just the IRS guy. Because <laughs> I have to say, yeah. you're like our most one of the most exciting guests we've ever had. Yeah, to have. I'm telling well, you, you to are. have to touch someone who has yes. been in space. Yeah, there's only a few. I mean, in in the realm of it all. I mean, think about that. There's artists all over the place. There's actors all over the this and that and that and this. But you guys are astronauts, man. It took a lot of work and and training to get bravery. There, you know, I mean, my gosh, just blind faith. In humanity <laughs> and science. Well, I think that that's one of the key things. You know, to me, the guys like Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and Mike Collins and those guys that we're celebrating now, they were brave, right? They were getting on rockets that <clears throat> maybe had flown once or twice or five times. I don't know. But, you know, when I flew on the shuttle, I was the 117th launch and the 131st launch of a shuttle. So I was pretty certain I was going to be okay. But these guys, they had some real cojones because they... Uh, I think they battled a uh, lot more problems and issues than I ever faced. I think it was like the unknown. You know, they just didn't know what you know what, what could happen. Uh, exactly. But when you ways. stood on the launch pad of your space shuttle launch in the Atlantis in 2007, you had in the back of your mind were you just 100 percent confident everything would be fine? Yeah, I think that you don't think about that stuff. Um, well, I, I guess to be totally honest, we do a pad tour the day before, and I was with my wife, mm -hmm. Susan. And, you know, as we walked around, uh, we didn't talk much because the enormity of what was going to happen and, and what could have mm -hmm. happened, um, it's hard to talk about. And so it's, we, we liken it to being on a first date, you know, where you kind of don't really know what to say to the person you're with. But you know what you're thinking, and the, the thoughts are sometimes kind of emotional because, you know, it, it might have been the last time I ever saw her, you know. And um, even though you try to put all that out of your mind, it creeps in a little bit, especially when you're holding the hand of the person that you love. Oh, but then you gosh. get in the job, right, and you guys are just so well-trained. That's what it seems like the the Apollo 11 launch. These men were so well-trained. That when they were trying, they were about ready to land on the moon, they kept getting those 1201 error, 1201 error, and how professional yeah. they handled it and they didn't abort. Well, you know, that's what I tell people. We, they train the fear out of you. Um, oh, they do. When you, are, when you are doing the job that you're trained to do, right, your focus is on doing that exactly. So you compartmentalize and nothing's coming into your brain about your wife and your kids at that time, right? It's, it's all about, okay, at this point in the trajectory, I have to do this. I need to do this correctly because if I don't do it correctly, then Billy Bob, who's sitting next to me or whatever, can't do what they need to do. And so you practice that, like you said, over and over and over again. So it becomes kind of rote memory. And yeah. the other part of this, though, 
is that you practice emergencies and problems and issues. You don't really practice the nominal, the, the normal stuff very much. So, and that's typically what happens is the normal stuff. But when the emergency things come up, that's when you really focus in and you try to do exactly what you were trained to do because that's what you believe will save your life. Okay. Uh, we got Clayton Anderson right here on the phone, a uh, Nebraska astronaut. Clayton, tell me what is it like to f- when you're in the shuttle going up, did it feel like, like a, what does it feel like? Can you compare it to anything? To, to a roller coaster or a plane ride. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the greatest roller coaster ever invented by a human. And yeah. we lay, we're, we're sitting on, in a chair, a nasty, uncomfortable chair, wearing a parachute and a parachute harness and a big old spacesuit, sitting on our back. And the, the chair is not very wide, right? So imagine you have all this gear on your back and you have to stay focused on the center of this little skinny metal aluminum chair that you want to roll off of, right? You feel like if you lean too much to one way, you're going to roll off onto the floor. But once the shuttle uh, engines ignite and the solid rocket motors ignite, now you're on a roller coaster ride that is second to none. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Oh, and that space shuttle. Like, you, we don't oh. use space shuttles anymore, Clay. You got to fly in space shuttles. Now it's all the Russian Soyuz. Like, do you think these astronauts are going to miss flying in, in a space shuttle versus getting a ride with the Russians? Well, I think, you know, the Russians, they know what they're doing. Um, they're... Their spaceship is, imagine three adults in spacesuits sitting in the front seat of a Volkswagen Beetle with a moonroof, and that moonroof's connected to a telephone booth. That's kind of a Soyuz. Wow. But it's, it's very smooth. It's a liquid-fueled rocket, so it's a lot smoother. It's not quite as bumpy as the shuttle. Um, but once you get to space, uh, they dock really quickly now <clears throat> within about the first six hours from launch. So you don't have to spend as much time in this Volkswagen Beetle. Um, telephone booth. On the shuttle, you know, it typically took two days to dock, rendezvous and dock. So seven of us were caught in this very small space. It's a little bigger than a Soyuz, but not a whole lot. Um, so it can be like a really close camping trip, you know, with your <laughs> dearest <laughs> friends. We got Clayton Anderson, the Nebraska yeah. astronaut, on the phone. So, Clay, your first ride up was in a space shuttle, and your ride back was in the space shuttle? Yeah, I was uh, pretty much a shuttle guy. At that time, uh, NASA had decreed that we still had to build part of the space station out. And so uh, astronauts like me were assigned to a piece of space hardware. So we were called Shreks, Shuttle Rotating Expedition Crew Members. <laughs> so they called us Shreks, and then we would train and fly with the crew that had the piece of hardware in the shuttle that we uh, were going to work on. So uh, it was up and down on shuttle Atlantis and Discovery. And then the second mission I took was up and down on Discovery. Oh, wow. I feel okay. like it makes sense for Shrek because I want to be donkey and go, Shrek, you crazy. <laughs> Shrek, you crazy. <laughs> say donkey. Get what you missed this morning on the Big Party Show podcast. At channel 941com 50 years ago today. We launched uh, the Apollo 11 space flight to go to the moon. It would have landed on the moon coming up this Saturday. Totally historic. You never. We, we want to appreciate the moment. Yeah. Well, we're joined by the Nebraska astronaut uh, Clayton Anderson. Clay Anderson made uh, two space flights, lived on the International Space Station. Clay, how, how many collective days did you spend on the International Space Station? Oh, collective. <clears throat> I spent 167 in space, and if you subtract 
oh, one, two, three, I guess four less than that were, so 163 on the space station and then uh, four on the shuttle by myself as I went up and down. Okay. <clears throat> oh, wow, man. How, so much. how many hours did you spend walking in space? I mean, doing the, the spacewalk. 38 hours and 28 minutes. <laughs> you see anything? Do you ever see anything weird? You ever see anything weird what? out there? You're like, geez, I think I just saw a ship. Like a spaceship. Do you ever see an alien, basically? Well, if, if I tell you guys, uh, I'm going to have to kill you. Okay. Well, there All you right. go. <laughs> hey, I we got a lot to live for. We got a quick call from, uh, this is Tina. Tina, you're on a big party show. You're on, you're on with Clay Anderson. What, what, you have a question? Um, yes, Clay. I wanted to know if you were the astronaut that was starring in the NASA Johnson-style video. Uh, yes, Tina, that was me. Or awesome. is me in the NASA Johnson style video. So it was done by a bunch of summer interns and they filmed that it. it's the most watched NASA video in the history of NASA, including the Apollo uh, videos. And um, wow. when they asked me to be in it, they said, Would you dance? And I said, Sure. And I was the only astronaut they asked that would dance. So there you go. It was awesome. My kids and I love that. It's one of our favorites. Okay, that's awesome. Check I'm it to... out, listeners. NASA Johnson style. NASA Johnson. <laughs> hey, thanks, Tina. Have a good day. Thanks. All right, see you later. Um, did you ever right, want so... to go to the moon? So, you you know, did did any astronauts, when, when you were taken off in 2007 and then again in 2010, was there any want to go to the moon or you guys were smart enough to know there was no there there anymore? Well, I think that I'm glad we're going back to the moon. I would like to have gone. Um, of course, during the time I was an astronaut, that was never on the plate. Yeah. So uh, if I could go today and help out, I think it would be cool. But see, I want to. If I go back to space, I want to do it on my terms, and they're not going to let me do it on my terms. You know, my family already sacrificed a lot of their life and their style so that I could go do what I did. So it's my turn to be here for for them. What? So heading off to the moon would probably not be an option. Did, okay. did you get to meet any of the guys, I assume you did, that had made the, the maybe the initial moon landing and, or the following ones, like Jeans? I met Cernan, which was pretty cool. I met him in the old Mission Control Center that they had just refurbished down in Houston. But I met him several years ago uh, and talked to him near the consoles where he had you know worked and stuff, so that was cool. Uh, Armstrong talked to our rookie astronaut class in 1998. Uh, I've met Buzz several times, although he wouldn't remember me, I'm sure, but uh, he's easy to remember. Um, And then I've met a few other of those guys, uh, Schweikert and some of them. uh, Alan Bean was a great man. He was fun to talk to, Al Warden. Um, So you get your chance to meet some of these guys, but the more famous as an astronaut you are, which I'm not really famous unless you ask somebody from Nebraska, maybe, but um, sometimes you get chances to go to galas and to events in D.C. and things like that where these guys are, uh, especially now because they're treasures and, and, you know, they're getting old. So uh, a lot of people are taking the chance to get to shake their hand and say hi. Okay. We got Clay Anderson right here, a Nebraska astronaut uh, on the show. Uh, Clay, how difficult is it to use the restroom in space? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it always comes down to pooping and peeing, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> At least on the show. <laughs> I was going to say, you've listened to the show. You're, you're not. Yeah. No. You don't so, have a, you don't, go ahead. I'm sorry. So to pee is pretty easy. Um, you have a, 
a vacuum cleaner hose essentially and for guys it has a funnel on it so it's just target practice you just put it in the funnel okay and for gals they have kind of a uh, cup shaped device that takes the place of the funnel so it makes it easier for the ladies um number two is more difficult in that if you imagine a mayonnaise jar opening that's that's your target oh wow so so aim is critical wow Yes, and then the most important thing that people don't realize is on Earth you have gravity, right? Uh-huh. And gravity is your separation factor. If oh you go number one or number two, right, gravity pulls it away from your body. And in space you don't have gravity, so you have no separation factor, so you have to create your own. Okay. Interesting. Wow. So well, there you are. <laughs> do you have to twerk? Ma- imagine. <laughs> is it well, twerking? You could, Miley, you could do the Miley Cyrus, yes. You could twerk, uh-huh. but that's... For me, that was extremely dangerous. Mom was not there to clean up after me. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so I try to imagine Clay's method, which was the take your left hand and hold it in front of your face, okay, and then take your index finger and your middle finger and make a V, and now imagine sliding your hand across, closing your fingers. That's the scissors. So you slide, scissors, and push down. Are you with me? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Slide, scissors, push. <laughs> Slide, scissors, and that, wow. that was That was my separation factor. Okay. But I had Your a rubber glove like, on. like, this is fantastic. You had a glove. I always wanted to know. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's one well, thing we all have in common as a human. What was eating like? You, you spent 168, 67 days. What is eating like What did in you space? want when you got off in, the flight? Well, let's, that's two separate questions. Eating yeah. was yes. good. We had Russian food and American food. The Russian food was better to me. Uh, it had more fat content, more salt content, which means it had more taste content. Um, and the good thing was the two Russians, Oleg and Fyodor, that I lived with in space, they liked American food better than they liked their Russian food. And then I was the opposite. So we got along very well. Um, and then what was the other question? What, what did what, you want? Uh, yeah, what did you crave back on Earth? Oh, uh, uh, Nebraska corn-fed T-bone steak, medium rare with a baked potato loaded, and a Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, you knew oh, instantly. Okay, cannot do you okay. can't miss that. What were the Russians like? I, I thought I were they aware of where you were from in America? Had they ever even heard of Nebraska? Oh yeah, there's a great story. So I could watch football games on the weekends if Nebraska was a regional game or better. And if the satellites were all aligned properly, NASA could send me the game. So uh, it was October 22nd in 2007, and the game was on, and it was Texas A&M at Nebraska. And you can Google the score. And so as the game was starting, I had it cranked up, right, because I was doing a little work and listening to the game. And Alec floats down, and he goes, Clay, you watch American football? Yes, Alec, I'm watching American football. My Huskers are playing. So he goes off. And he comes back a little later, and he stops, and he floats, and he looks at me, and he goes, Clay, game not go so good? <laughs> like, I don't want to yeah. talk so about he knew, it. <laughs> he knew right away that uh, things were not going well for the Huskers at that point. We lost 36 to 14. Uh, do you oh, keep, yes, we did. Do you keep in track with the Russians? Like, do you guys on? You guys have a Facebook you know, page or Instagram? They don't do as much of that. Um, Oleg, I think he retired. He's working for a medical institute in Russia. And then Fyodor, he recently retired, I believe. Um, I keep in touch with them mostly through my wife because she still works at NASA at the Johnson Space Center. And she's the director of protocol, so she knows when those guys are coming into town. So if we can, we try to have lunch 
oh, cool. uh, or dinner together. But, um, you know, I find that they don't exactly do email every day and hop on Twitter and all that kind of stuff, kind of like we Americans do. They're, they're a little less prone to that sort of thing, so it's kind of hard to keep in touch with them yeah, too directly, you know? Well, hey, Clay, thanks so much for jumping on the show. We really appreciate it, man. It's been too long. Oh, my pleasure. Hey, if anyone wants to pick up a, a book, uh, yeah, the children's book, yeah, and then you said a young, great, young adult and way. adult book also you just finished up? Yeah, and if you go to astroclay.com, you'll see all the books, and you can order them there, and I'll ship them to you, and you can get them autographed if you'd like. Okay. Or you can hit Barnes & Noble and your various bookstores, Amazon.com. You coming back uh, right, to visit Clay. anytime soon, Clay? Coming back up here to Nebraska anytime soon? Actually, I'm in a hotel in Norfolk, Nebraska right now talking to you. I've got a series of speeches. I was in Ashland Sunday, uh, Norfolk yesterday. Tonight I'm in Grand Island. Tomorrow I'm at Kearney. And then I'm back into Houston. And then I return to Ashland next weekend at the museum, the Strategic Air Command and Aerospace Museum. So I'll be there Friday and Saturday. So check out their schedule and come by and say hi. That okay. is perfect. Very People nice. can meet you in person. I appreciate it, Clay. Right. Thank, Thank you, you, Clay. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. All right. Hello, Nebraska. Thank you. Thank we you, brother. You. Historic right. day, the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 space mission to the moon. That was an astronaut. That guy's been in space. Yeah. Man, he's Have so Have you cool. been in space? He spacewalked for 38 hours and 20 Amazing. minutes collectively. That was spent like floating in space oh. where he was a really good uh, you know, engineer to go outside the space station and fix stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he cool. did spacewalks that would last like seven or eight hours long. <laughs> Amazing. The Big Party Show. Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 94.1.